You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. Good to have you here today. And you know what is interesting about today? What, Bonnie? Well, it is Labor Day for one thing. Oh, happy Labor Day. Which everybody knows. Thank you. Happy Labor Day to you. But it's also National Coffee Ice Cream Day. Mmm, that's a great flavor. coffee ice cream. It's a great flavor. And National Read a Book Day. Oh, we... We are big time readers. Yes, we are. That's near and dear to our hearts. So after this podcast, when you're done... Take some time out and read with your kids. Read a book, yeah. Yeah. So today's topic is from a listener suggestion. And um, it is going to be, how do you finish strong with your last kid at home? That's a good question. It is a good question. I thought it was pretty thought-provoking. That, that just shows we have listeners at all seasons of life. Yeah, not it's just not moms all of little people questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think because of where you and I are um, in life, we are starting to know more and more moms who are empty nesters or just on the cusp of that. Um, where maybe they've raised one or two kids and now they've got their last one at home. They're in the home stretch. Woo. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. Yeah. It kind of is disorienting, mm-hmm. but it's part of it. Yeah. It's it your is. goal is to raise them to be independent and leave you. Then you know, you've done it right. So yeah, yeah. we all have to face it. So it, we were talking about this and we said, okay, what would we tell moms if we were talking in terms of finishing strong? What do we, what would we want to think about? And I wish I'd had this podcast when I had Houston at home those last few years, because it's a good question to ask that, um, is it okay to be a different parent with one kid than with your other kids? And it, if you have high justice <laughs> in your personality, that might seem like a little bit unfair, or like, how do we navigate parenting that last kid with all the feelings that come up? Because I, I don't know about you, Bonnie, but I started reflecting on the whole parenting process that last year or two. For sure. That, that they were home. Yes. And we tend to like pre-live things as parents mm-hmm. <laughs> unnecessarily maybe, or maybe it's just part of our grieving process. I don't know. But um when that senior year starts, you just start seeing all the social media posts of, oh, this is the last time we will pack a lunch. This is the last first day. This is our, you know, yeah. you just sort of pre-live that the entire school year. You know, yeah. And you know, my, you know this about me. My gut is to just move through it. Rip off the bandage. Move through the pain. <laughs> quick, quick, quick. Let's just get it done. Yep. And so maybe that's not always the best thing. Maybe it's better just to ponder a little bit and talk about some of these things. And, and how do we want to approach that last year or two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with that youngest child at home? Um, it does feel, uh, it feels a little bit weird. It, it feels quiet. Yeah. Every time your family changes you kind of go, wait a second, what, like what just mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. So maybe you've, if you don't have an only child, presumably, then you've already had maybe one leave the nest or two leave the nest and okay, we adjusted to that. But now it's the last kid mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody's adjusting to that. Yes. Including the last kid. Yes, they are. And and the kids that are leaving, it's like, oh, big, fun, exciting. Yeah. They're not really thinking about your emotional state. 
Yeah. They shouldn't be. It's fine. That's right. <laughs> but they're just, they're looking forward. Who am I? I just carried you That's for nine right. months. We just sacrificed our lives for you. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> Sobbing in the corner. No problem. We just sacrificed 20 years. We're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, like they're excited. They're moving forward and you're kind of left behind. I mean, Houston and I talked about that one day. He said, you know, he just brought it up. He said, I'm really bummed that Emma's mm. going to college. It's going to be weird. Yeah. around here and I was grateful that he could articulate that and just kind of bring it out in the open and be like yeah me too I'm mm. kind of bummed yeah so how do we what does this look like together now moving yeah. forward yeah. Uh, but the opposite can be true if your siblings were kind of you know antagonistic or if one absorbed all the attention for some reason or another then your last one might be like hey this isn't so bad <laughs> I kind of like it with just yeah. the three of us here yeah it is true that that really strong personality when you take them out of the mix how drastically the dynamic changes mm -hmm. for those of you who are left yeah left behind so okay talk talk to me about your house Bonnie how did this go down well, with you and your kids yeah for sure um we definitely noticed a change at our house like we only have the two kids as everybody knows but we somehow with just the four of us felt like this big noisy family we yell a lot I mean not yell you were, meanly you were, you were a big but we're just family. loud you know silly yeah we dance playful. we sing yeah we're yeah. loud run yeah. around with the dog um and mine are three years apart so when the oldest left for college it was definitely quieter um but our daughter before our son came along had had those three years to be an only child mm -hmm. and I know for a fact that she loved it like that and when the sibling came she was kind of like huh so here's another one. Why are you going to be messing with my mojo, Mom? Right. <laughs> right. Which kind of went away, but um, he had never experienced that. So I think he kind of liked it when she left. Um, he had another two, three years to be an only child and to get all that attention and focus. So I think he liked it. One thing I was thinking about um, when Emma went to college, now she was just here in town, but she wasn't in the house. So mm -hmm. it was just the three of us in the house. First of all, I was immediately outnumbered. It was two boys oh, and boys. a girl. Yep. And when we would sit down to watch something on Netflix or a show, I got always got outvoted. I forgot about that. <laughs> Same, You're right? You're right. <laughs> we had to watch The Flash <laughs> and Marvel. Ugh. I know. I was like, when are we going to watch some HGTV again? Like, <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. And, yes. and we stalled out on family nights. We were religious mm -hmm. about family nights all growing up. We've said that on previous podcasts. Date night was once a week. Family night was also once a week, two different nights of the week. And we took, like, not only great pride in that, but great joy. It was a real, like, distinct part of our family identity. Mm -hmm. And then it just fizzled. Like, it was like, what do we what do? We do? Mm. And I'm thinking back on that, I thought, we never really picked it back up. So it I, wasn't a decision. No, it was not a decision. It was just kind of um, a drift. Yeah. We drifted that direction. And so that is a regret that I have that we didn't keep that up. And they're busier, I know, and things. But um, not as intentional as we say to be. None of us is immune from yeah, having so those little things drop. Even Houston didn't say, hey, like, excuse me. No, I don't remember. He, he listens sometimes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think he did. I think I, I think we would have heard him and said, you mm -hmm. know, he had a pretty good social life, though. There was those five of them who ran around. Yeah, that's right. By then, you're not seeing that last kid that much anyway. He like he really enjoyed mm -hmm. running around with those those boys. Mm -hmm. And you, she's nodding because she knows she knows who they are. Her yep. son was one of them. And so they had they had a good thing going on. I think he was probably happy doing that yeah but I I regret it as a mom because it really was such a joy and 
and it could have been just twice a month maybe or once a month yeah it, we could have ad- adapted it but you know we just kind of got busy and it gets so much easier mm-hmm. when they're older like they really are becoming so responsible it's easy just to kind of take your attention away and go they're doing great you know if you've really worked on all these things right. they're doing great if you don't have an issue or a you problem. don't have an issue and and you just kind of like go oh wait no they do still uh-huh. they do still need parenting <laughs> they're not done the cake's not baked that's right so all the way out. anyway there's just some, those are just some things I thought about when we we were compiling this so this last year or two can be kind of a nice time to focus on that last one mm-hmm. um was when you have more than well more than one but definitely more than two or three um you have to parse your time between them and sometimes they get lost in the shuffle. So it's kind of nice to turn aside and just sort of say, hey, what are you all about? Instead of like, what are you like in relation to your siblings? You know? Oh, yeah. Let them be like their own person, especially, yeah, especially the young child, the youngest child. If you have several, they kind of have to be a, to get noticed. You know, if you've got four, five, <laughs> six children, like you got to be a big personality. Yeah. That you're this little person who comes along, and so you can kind of be more yourself, I think, with your parents at that point. Now, you and your family of origin, Bonnie, had a different situation because you kind of had like two sets right. of siblings, right, uh-huh. that were kind of separated. So talk about that. By several years, yeah. So, um, yeah, my, my sisters are like 8, 10, and 12 years older than me. So, yeah, it was like we had different parents. Yeah. Um, which kind of goes back to that first question we were looking at. Is it okay to be a different parent with one kid than with your others? Well, we we just had different parents. Not only is it okay, it's inevitable. I think it has to be. Yeah. Because you're changing all along. Um, you're just getting older. You're in a different decade. And so were my parents. Plus, you're more tired and you just don't have the <laughs> bandwidth anymore. You're exhausted. Yeah, pick your battles. So, like, my sisters would complain, you know, that they had to do all the chores and they had to do all this more responsibility and all the stuff, but, um, and that we didn't, this, I'm rolling my eyes here, whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, but I realized that I was way more chill as I went along with my parenting. Oh, totally. Than at the beginning. Totally. I was thinking about this the other day. I know so much more. Mm-hmm. I was, I was keeping Dottie, my granddaughter, and I was like, oh my goodness, I know so much more. It's so weird. You can't like, you do all the learning and then you're done. I know it's and backwards. Then, <laughs> and then totally backwards. But I, but it's but you do gain. So like I was a different parent at forty than I was at thirty. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Thank the Lord I was a different parent. Right. So and you're and you're parenting different kids too. So yes. Like your personality of your child affects what kind of person you are as a parent. You hope if you're aware of it. Um, I would hope so too. So you're not going to parent yeah. a strong-willed firstborn the same way you would a really sensitive mm-hmm. third kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I teased my parents about this all the time. My youngest brother is eight years younger than me. And yeah, we where did our family vacations take us? To Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, to, we did went to Boston, which we complained about the whole time because it felt field trippy. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. That was a good one. But you know where my youngest brother went? Egypt. Uh. <laughs> Israel. <laughs> See, this is exactly what is happening. Well, they were in a different financial position Uh with that child than they were with us. There's just they weren't going to take vacations they couldn't actually afford, right? Or go out to eat. You know, we never, never went out to eat. Captain D's was like big, (laughs) exciting, right? (laughs) Right. So when when you have fewer kids to take along, or maybe just the one. 
So you're going to you do different go. stuff. That's right. You can go different places. And it's okay. I don't think you should apologize for that. I think it just is what it is. It's mm-hmm. a different time. It is just a different Sorry time. Sorry you weren't the third born. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, then I think we compensate in other ways because, um, gosh, there's this fairness gene. And you don't want your kids to be, um, like, you don't want to be resentful of your brother for no, getting to go to Egypt. No. Um, but you're the girl, they paid for your wedding. They didn't pay for their wedding. You're, that's right. You know, the son's that's wedding. Right. So there's there's like give and take here. There, and there is give and take. Yeah, and we don't want to keep a running tally. It is fun to tease them about it though. When you <laughs> see the pictures, you're like, wow, seriously, they're on a camel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to be on a camel? Yeah. Do you really? Yes. I don't know. And so I'm, I don't know. And getting together with um, so the schedules get more tricky because mm-hmm. you've got kids out of the house. So did you like when Savannah came back? Would y'all? Like make an effort to try to do some family stuff when she was back from college or or back around. Well, if we could, but he's we had one in high school and yeah. they weren't always the same. So yes, it got harder and harder to schedule time together. And now you're gonna add down the road, you'll add a spouse to that, yes. some in laws, you know, grandchildren with their mm-hmm. own school schedules. So it's just gonna get harder and harder. So whatever time you have, when they can all get together, yeah, definitely take advantage of it. But there were times. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know what? Your school schedule just, you're going to be gone. Yeah, it doesn't And we're going to go ahead and take our fall break like we normally do. Love you, mean it. <laughs> However, comma, you're not coming with us. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. But do examine your motives. This was a good point that you made, Bonnie. Um, that you're feeling the urgency of they're leaving. Maybe there's some things that you feel like, oh, we should have done. We should have gotten this done with them. And... Um, if you try to make up for that with like extra special trips or extra special time with them and that can end up putting a lot of pressure on the kid this is this does not always turn out the way the parent is expecting right you're you can't put your urgency and your emotions and you're oh you know trying to wring (laughs) that last precious moment out of that last year onto the kid because after a while teenagers are like uh it's kind of icky much. it's too much yeah yeah i mean i saw this with some of emma's friends where the the world the parent just orbited the child it was just their world mm-hmm. and that wears well okay for a few years but by the teen years yeah there was quite a bit of resentment there and she just was like stop yeah i can't like no one can bear idol worship you know it's, it becomes idolatry uh-huh. at some point and so you yeah you don't want to go you don't want to go down. Or you that. don't. Yeah, you don't have to go to Egypt just because it's the last child. Yes. You don't have to buy him a pony and a right. you know a sports car and, and the all best that car. stuff. That's right. Um, That's right. Just because you can't bear the thought of this is your last one, so don't like put that on your child. Examine your motives. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you want to um, continue with the normalcy. So like, I, I'm. I, you know, I love that. Like every day. I just love everyday life. I'm not a big event person. Mm-hmm. The big vacations, all that doesn't really do it for me. Um, and and so, again, that just goes more towards that point of don't make them, you know, feel all that pressure mm-hmm. to do all the special things. And Right. Um, your, just, your stuff should stay your stuff. Yeah, it should be your stuff. And, and there's, like, ways to take take captive your thought life you know there's ways that you don't you're not a slave to your thought life and when you have all the feels that come up and and like some maybe some regrets like oh I wish I had spent more time with them doing this or whatever Mm. um you can be honest about that regret but then you can also um tell yourself the truth about something that 
went really well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a big fan of that because you don't want to talk yourself into wallowing wallowing or, or you know staying in a yeah yeah that's a bad not place. it's not a true picture of your family life perhaps right um now the reason you're feeling this way is hopefully because you had a great family yeah you know it's sad to see yeah. that era end yes um and it's okay to be sad to see that era end yes but just don't uh stay there yeah just don't stay there and maybe use that energy um well you can talk to your child about it for one thing because they're old enough to like get you now but also use that energy to focus on, well, what's next for me? Yes. And not just what's next for me, but what's next for us. us. <laughs> yes, that, that thing called marriage. Yeah, remember <laughs> that person you said, I want to spend the rest of my life with you? <laughs> well, here you are. It's the rest of your life yeah, staring you in the face. You're about to be blinking at each other across <laughs> the breakfast table. Yeah, and so if you haven't already been laying that groundwork, you best be doing it mm-hmm. while, that, while that kid is spending that last time with you like spend some time with your spouse thinking about hey what are we gonna do what's yeah. this next season of life look like David and I just kind of started praying about it and be like hey here's some what are our dreams for the next decade yeah because we were hitting 50 when the last one was leaving and it's like okay what do we want that to look like we want to do some fun stuff but we also want to do some worthwhile yeah Things. What can we invest in? What can we, yeah, we have more time to give to other people mm-hmm. and we want to be intentional about that. That makes for great date night conversation. It makes for a good dinner table yeah. conversation. Um, and you, you might find that you have different ideas for that or maybe you're both tracking, but it's worth talking about because we see what happens. Yeah, you have to talk about it. <laughs> Otherwise you're going separate ways. Very likely. Yeah. You just got to get on the same page about yeah. things. Um, also, another thing I think that does, especially in that last year, if you're the kid that's still at home, if that kid is watching you do that, um, I think it just, just like every time they see their parents together working through something big, uh, it just gives them more confidence to yes. launch. It gives them more confidence to leave you behind and not feel like, oh, I mean, kids are sad. I, I know a lot of kids are like, I don't know how mom's going to feel. Mm-hmm. Like they're worried about leaving you because they see you sad all the time and they don't need that responsibility when they're about to do the most exciting part of their life so if instead they see you um you know loving their dad more and vice versa yes and deciding what's next then it gives them even more confidence I agree I and I'm thinking about that episode we did about um oh I can't remember the title of it where we were talking about um feeling all the feelings and not numbing mm. the emotions. Yeah. So like the the bad coping skills that yeah. we have. So it can be, yeah, the big things like alcohol or food, you know, yeah. where you just eat yourself into oblivion and gain all this weight. Shopping, Netflix. But er, shopping, all Netflix, mm-hmm. all the other things, like just allow yourself to feel the feelings Yeah. and like work through them instead of avoiding them. Mm-hmm. And just, and this is, this is a time where you like, really feel the feelings <laughs> you do they're gonna come <laughs> you might as well talk about them even those of us who tend to be more stoic like wow I, w- I found myself like weeping yeah on our bed one night when David had his <laughs> arm around me I was like bawling and like you know me Bonnie I cry like once a year I, yeah well used to <laughs> <laughs> these last few years that has not been the case yeah. and so um yeah go ahead and feel the feelings and acknowledge them and that's another date night topic that you Mm -hmm. need to talk to about your spouse because nine times out of ten they're feeling it differently yes which is also okay they're a different person and did your did y'all process it differently so like i process 
I was with Emma, I was processing it differently because it's female to female mm-hmm. than I did with, with our son and mm-hmm. David the same way. Mm-hmm. He processed Emma's departure differently than Houston's. Yeah. And yeah, he would be crying in the shower or wherever. <laughs> and just the whole. With the whole thought of. Emptiness. Yes. New phase of life in general. Like generally, they're like, I'm just happy I get my wife back. You know, I'm excited for the next, yeah. next phase because maybe they weren't as, I mean, of course they're dads, they're invested, but. Not as mentally and emotionally. Yeah. And I mean, moms are just in it. Yes. Like every part of us is part of them. Literally, they came from us. Yes. yes. So it's I a little different. pictured us as the skeleton where the body would be a pile of jelly in the floor <laughs> if we didn't exist. But you don't ever really see it. No. Yeah. And But it's there. But when if parts of it get broken, mm-hmm. you know, it's very, very painful. So yeah, feel the feelings. Don't numb them. Right. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so the last kid is an older teenager. It's probably not like they're hanging out at home with you all the time anyway, right? Because hopefully they have friends and things that are more exciting Job, than you. Job, a lot of times, extracurricular sports. Right. Um, I know Bob and I were getting really interested in BBC dramas around that time. Downton Abbey was out or whatever, <laughs> and Ben was like, peace out. <laughs> like, I'm going to go play spike ball. I can't uh-huh. see this. So like, <laughs> they should be doing all that stuff, right? Yes, um, even if Even if you have a homebody, they should be leaving you. Um, to go do things yes um yeah and okay um we're we said for goodness sakes like don't compare them with their siblings about their choices their dating relationships like love them for them and when you even you can even do this now probably financially more Mm -hmm. but certainly time-wise more when you do college visits you you suggested making a fun day of it even staying overnight yeah seeing the city Mm mm-hmm it would, you, it would give you a better feel for what it's like yeah, for than just college. popping in, popping out mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So you've got more ability to do that kind of thing. Yeah, take advantage of it. We brought a friend with us. We did too. Sometimes, I think know. Houston came with us on one of our visits. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that's something you might not have been able to do when you had your other kids at home. Right. So you're, okay. <laughs> this is your third you're tired you're tired we know you are like your firstborn probably ate organic food and you know you had to sterilize the passy every time it fell on the floor and the second one you're just like god made dirt so a little can't hurt let's just blow it off um so you probably barely have a baby book or photos of the third one but that's okay like so now this is your chance right with the third one pick up all that slack talk yeah. to your third child or the last child and, and ask them their opinion like hey we've only got this last however many weeks left together what is there something you want to accomplish is there something you want to do what do you feel like you haven't learned what do you feel like you've missed out on you might be surprised yeah and then you have your plan already laid out for you that's a great question I wish I'd asked I didn't ask that I don't think I did either I like that idea though again you're kind of like like doing a mini accelerated little switcheroo of family identity it's kind of morphing yeah and and you're You've got this kid who, instead of being a little person, has like their own thoughts, their own view of the world. You really could do that. Mm-hmm. Do it, moms. Yeah. Do better than we did. And then, <laughs> well, also, this kind of goes back to what we've already talked about, but you don't want them to feel like they're the center of the world now. Okay, yeah, maybe they are an only child, but they're still not the center of the universe. You still can Correct. have people over to your home. Yes. You still can visit with your friends. You still can do volunteer activities and um, maybe some different volunteer activity that you've never done before with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Maybe go to go do Meals on Wheels or go, um, 
I don't know, special habitat project or something that you would not maybe have done because you didn't have the time. True, true. And you had um, you had this great list of like, and I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about maybe involving them and making this list of like things they want to be sure that they learn while they're still with you or accomplish while mm-hmm. they're still with you. Um, we We had that in our homeschool curriculum every year was like a list of suggested like life skills yeah. and things that you want your child to be able to do developmentally but even into teenage years as they're just taking more responsibility so let's just go down that list yeah I think this is a great time to focus on I know cooking what do you have left to learn I didn't tell you <laughs> your first thing on here was cooking yeah including making a meal and taking it to someone who needs a break or who needs help mm-hmm. yeah just basic skills so if you don't love to cook this is not going to be your great deep joy like it would be mine I love to cook but one great piece of advice I heard on one of my um, food podcasts was you need you can learn like five to seven recipes that use a different technique for each recipe so you need one recipe that sautés Mm -hmm. one crock pot recipe Mm -hmm. one thing that is baked in the oven one thing that is maybe braised perfect and liquid and so now you've learned like four techniques five techniques you can adapt that to anything else yeah lots of different recipes you're so think in terms of what skills what cooking skills do I want them to have so this is a great thing I think when your last kids at home and if you don't know how to cook fine watch a show do it together do it together and let's say okay I'm gonna come up with Monday night you're responsible for Tuesday night or we're gonna do it together on Wednesday night and Mm -hmm. what a perfect that's a great oh, time yeah. activity to have and teaching them a skill at the same time. Yeah, pull up a YouTube video on how to dice an onion. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's gr- or how to cut up a chicken, like a whole chicken. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier than looking at the photos in the Betty Crocker cookbook, which is what <laughs> I had to do. Like just keep pausing the video, wash your hands, keep pausing the video and watch the, how the chickens cut up. Those are great life skills. Right. And it's, so you're sort of teasing out these extra moments with your child when maybe mm-hmm. they don't know you're doing it, but under the guise of teaching them a life skill. So you're welcome. You're welcome for that. Okay, laundry. If you haven't had your child be, you know, doing laundry by now, they're going to have to do it in the dorm Mm -hmm. or bring home mounds and mounds of it. So teach them about that. What needs to be dry cleaned? How do you separate it? Basic stuff. Sewing. Color catchers are your best friend when you're learning how to do laundry. Any kind of thing you accidentally put in there that has a darker dye that might ruin your rest of your load, that magic little sheet just soaks it up. That's awesome. So you can, I, that was just what we always used when we were teaching our kids who were much younger than high school how to do laundry. So mm-hmm. yeah, color catchers are your friend there. Sewing, just basic. Just how, a button. How to sew a button on. Yeah. How to even just um, repair a hem, you know, if you if it tears apart a little mm-hmm. bit, how to do a whip stitch. And, right. We're not talking about making a whole prom dress or anything, but just basic. Right. <laughs> I can't do much of anything, but I can sew a button on. Um, how to host a party or an event. Like, if you can do that well, now this is the South, I get it. And we're pretty big hosters here. We have to have the garden parties and the tea parties and all the things with the big hats. But just a basic how to have your friends over and make sure everyone feels welcome Mm -hmm. and fed and all that. We would give them, we did this once or twice, give them a little budget and said, okay, you get to plan the party. And here's the money you can spend and you can buy decorations, food, all everything from that little pool of money. And there's just a lot of little details when you're hosting that can make all the difference. Like Mm -hmm. background music. Yeah. Like covers all the awkward silences Uh when people are first arriving. You know, that kind of thing. Um, So 
and you know you're the host so you announce the flow of what's happening Mm -hmm. you call people into the kitchen and offer them appetizers you call to dinner and explain what they're what you know what they're having I think this is a lost art and what a great skill it really and it's just simple things it's just it's really more details because you everybody's going to cook a meal Mm -hmm. if you're having people over for dinner but it's just those little details that make all the difference in the world um how to plant something Maybe they have their first apartment and they want to have a cute little plant and they're like, how do you not kill it <laughs> right off the bat? Um, I didn't really get that lesson. <laughs> you can tell, like, no joke, my grandmother and my mom mentored me in cooking. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking about that. But, n- like, we none of us really gardened much. Mm-hmm. Well, you can learn Isn't anything off funny? YouTube nowadays, so yeah, that's okay. But that's a, you're right, Bonnie, like a house plant. That's just Or just great. a tomato, like grow yeah. a tomato one somewhere. Um, Herbs in a pot? Yeah. How to get your oil changed, tires ta- tires changed, your tags renewed, any, anything to do with a car, like basic stuff. Because I've ha- my daughter's had it happen more than once. Like, oh no, mm. I've got a flat tire. And, or, you know, the yeah. oil change light is on. What do I do? Yeah. You also did self-defense courses You with need her to know. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, before she left yep. the house. So you would do that with your last child as well. You'd want them to know. Sure. You can. You know, self-defense. Especially daughters. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. A lot of yeah. police departments have that for free. Um, and then how to mail a package or a letter. Guys, oh my goodness. I've been in the post office <laughs> and too. the lady is having to show a young woman where you write that return address and where you write the address to send her on an envelope. Yep. What? We used to, we used to do that in school, but it's what? just not a thing anymore. Oh my goodness. Every once in a while, you're going to have to mail something. Yep. Even yeah. if it's all online bill pay. So yeah, show them how to do that. You're it takes 10 that. minutes. Mm-hmm. How to do an interview. Okay, Bonnie. You this just, is a trigger for you. Uh, Oh, Y'all yes. own your own business. <laughs> no, it's you don't have to know. It's not like being a CEO of a Fortune 500, right? You're just gonna try to walk into the bookstore and get a job, but you gotta wear <laughs> the right stuff. You need to know how to talk to somebody intelligently, look them in the eye, how to shake somebody's hand, um, how to how answer do you a question. Wear? You don't wear flip flops, flip flops, tank tops, cutoffs, really short shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you do look them in the eye. Mm-hmm. Reply in complete sentences. Mm-hmm. Learn, like, just teach them how to do a little bit of small talk. Be Yes, be interested. Be ask them interested. questions. Yes, how to ask yeah. questions. And um, you always need to have, like, a couple of interview questions, like, in your back pocket. Like, people, sometimes people ask you, like, what's your weakness? And how can you overcome it? What's your strength? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your, so you need to have those basic questions answered. Ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, how to book and change appointments. Yes. So if they're going to the dentist, doctor, chiropractor, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of hair appointments, yeah. you push that off to them. Show them that sometimes there's online ways. A lot of times you've got to use the phone, if you, especially if you're changing an appointment. I had them call. Or canceling one. Yes. Like most people just don't bother to show up. But right. a lot of times now people are starting to charge for that. Yeah, they should. They're, so they're a unless they want to get charged for that, they need to know how to cancel. Yeah, show them how to do that. Study skills. Yeah. Yeah, just um, notebook organization. Um, or oh, We got to have an episode on this. I said this before. <laughs> this could be a whole episode. Study <laughs> skills for your junior for your high child. student and up. But yeah, there's just some basic organization things that um, can help launch your child into independence that will... That will help them. It will help them for sure. Oh, gosh. Relationships, sex, all the Q&As. Don't send your child off without at least basic information and 
<laughs> being able to answer their questions, at least knowing where to go to answer their questions. We also, um, at this stage, um, as they were getting ready to leave home, we would we did would sit him down and say, okay, because it's so prevalent. Sexual abuse is so mm-hmm. prevalent. We said, um, okay, have you ever been sexually abused? We're just we're just checking in. Just want to clear the air because I cannot tell you. We both have Bonnie talked mm-hmm. to so many young women, but also young men. Yes, I've talked to a couple of young men uh-huh. who have who I I know they came from amazing families with great open communication, but that was not something they were disclosing. So you want to just be checking in. This is not just a child leaving the home no. conversation. You need no. to be checking in. Is everything okay? Is there anything that you need help with yeah I'm your advocate here and we we always want to help you work through it so yeah not just don't be having sex but also the abuse the dark side yeah the abuse side of it yeah or or what an abusive relationship looks like you know they might start dating somebody and I can't tell mom and dad about this because like I don't know if this is okay or not like Mm -hmm. this is what's okay in a relationship this is what is not okay Hopefully, you know, fathers have kind of communicated that by the way they treat mom and the way they treat a daughter. But um, most people I don't think would just even know, well, well, is this this abusive? Should I leave this person or not? Like you don't know until it's too late. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And birth control, you know, use your friends, your mom friends for this. Yeah. You know, if if you're mother of a daughter, you know, um, we just kind of had an agreement. We checked in with each other's children like hey hmm. are you, you still taking your birth control or if you ever need birth control uh, just let me know you know those kinds of things or even just for um skin flare-ups I had one friend's daughter whose skin was really breaking out mm-hmm. and I was like you know what I found birth control is great for that yeah it's sometimes it's hormonal so again all those conversations leverage your friends you yeah. have trustworthy friends that's, who, that's who right. sometimes they just feel like you know what? I want to talk to that person instead of you, mom, about this. Just fine. Dad. Be thankful. Be yes. grateful. You've Be got another resource. Grateful. Yes. <gasps> and um, how to go grocery shopping and plan meals. There's Yeah, because there's some staples that you have to have. You can't really cook much if you don't have right oil, salt and pepper, mm-hmm. just some basic like, staples. And then you can go from there. And it's really easy to overspend. Right. That goes into our next category budgeting money spending credit cards yes so you can't just say oh well i don't have any kitchen i'm just gonna go out to eat tonight right. we would do that a few times and then you've blown your semester budget yeah <laughs> so you want to just decide like venmo is the thing right now mm-hmm. they all shift money around with venmo and it's easy just it's like monopoly money yeah it doesn't seem real so you just need to just know your child and strike that balance like do they need to have cash out for just a certain few things just to keep them accountable mm-hmm or can they handle that? Can they handle that uh, freedom? Yeah, and if this is a, a if you've not talked about this yet, then this last year with your last yes. kid is a great time. Like yes. set up that checking account, set up that savings account, practice with something before you just let them go out in the world. I can't tell you how how many parents because I taught this as well at tutorial. I taught personal finance, and uh-huh. I, you know it's hard to teach personal finance if you're not actually making any money. Yeah. It's all theory, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of parents are like, I feel stuck. So really, you can lay the foundation and teach them the principles, 8th, ninth, 10th grade, hopefully even before then. But once they're making money, that's when the rubber meets the road. Yeah. That's when it's actually 
you know, real life. And so you really need to zoom in on that one. And they're going to, odds are, you know, graduation, high school graduation comes along and all of a sudden you get all these cards from your generous friends and family. And now you've got a thousand dollars and what do I get some cool Bose speakers or do I save it for something? I mean, the perfect opportunity right there. Right. To teach. To just teach through that. Yeah. And how, how much, um, we always approached it from, um, the crown financial approach that had the saving spending giving Giving. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we always even from the very early days made them do that with their allowance well they didn't get allowance but when they made money Mm -hmm. um you know this much is goes into savings this much goes into spending this much goes into giving and any of your spending is also free to be also saved or given to charity (laughs) but um just that discipline with one dollar and two dollars and three dollars and then when they start making ten fifteen dollars an hour right the percentages just translate right and if they're lucky enough to be getting scholarships or to get paid to go to school which you you can yeah that's a whole nother lump sum that's yeah something needs to be done with (laughs) that's right that's right so um my husband the financial advisor was just talking to our uh college age kids about that Mm. our son and his wife where they they're making money going to school and they're going to go ahead and invest it because they've got time on their side yeah I <laughs> know to do it this early will multiply uh-huh. again and again and again um so in the I mean in the end just give yourself some space to grieve this season yeah I mean it, it's it's either a grief of or a relief <laughs> if your family was you know um, perhaps chaotic or they didn't get along so well but if you've been a happy family wow Mm, yeah it's such a blow it's hard to see things end but good things are to come yes it's just it's just a change I I loved this quote a friend on Facebook who he actually works with pastors who've been harmed by their church experiences and he's always posting these very like profound Hmm. and gracious posts and he just posted this just the other day and I thought ah that's perfect for our our um, podcast and he said all of life involves change all change brings loss all losses must be grieved all grieving takes time Mm -hmm. and that's so true like all change brings loss even happy change yes that's right even seeing your children launching into the world Mm -hmm. doing it well right it's a change it's a loss there's grief and grieving well takes time yeah Give yourself some time. If you think back to when they were learning to walk, you know, when they did those first steps, there was the com- uh, combination then of, oh, good for you. This is so exciting. <laughs> awesome. And then you're like, oh, no, like their babies, their, their first baby haircut, like, oh, they don't look so baby anymore. And you grieve that for a minute. Yeah. But all the amazing things were to come. Well, yeah. Now they can, now we can take walks together. Now we can do all these different things together. So your relationship with your older children does change and that era does end but it becomes really cool you talk about different things now you see them in a different light you have a completely different like adult to adult relationship yeah it is that is so cool it does become Mm peer-to-peer when they launch out of the house and and become grown-ups yeah and it's really neat to 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 see that phase so there's there is beautiful beautiful things to come yeah so hang in there take heart if you're with your last child at home um you can finish strong for some of these tips that we gave you today you can do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah keep going 
So if you want to um, see more resources, we always put them on our website at justaskyourmom.com. And you can find our new launches every week on Just Ask Your Mom on Facebook and at Just Ask Your Mom podcast on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening, please rate and leave a review or comments. And if you have any questions or topics like this listener did, you can always email us at justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Ask Your Your Mom. Mom. Thank mm-hmm. you.